everybody. Welcome in to the Phoenix Sports Podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, do all the things. You know me, it's your girl. <laughs> DJ Mackie P. And the one, the only, Sean DePaz coming Hello. at you live, back together again. <laughs> First time in a long time, it feels like. The gang's all back together. I, it was only It's only been a week. Yeah, well, it's just been very infrequent recently that we've yeah. been on the show together yes it's been a little um it's been a little hit or it's mess busy. it's busy it's kind of busy season ish not yes. really it is busy season it's busy season, season for me we anyways. say it we all every season is busy season we work in sports yeah <laughs> we don't like, ever we really always we always are like oh it's march uh uh like the season's over it's gonna slow down and then it doesn't really yeah after hockey and basketball season <laughs> were over i'm like okay it's the summer like i just have baseball it's gonna be fine no the no, summer is when you do all the stuff fine. you can't do during the season yeah. because there's sports happening yeah it was not fine uh what is the spongebob meme it was not fine is that a spongebob meme or like the voice or whatever no, five I, years I, later yeah, that's the narrator voice yeah the narrator has yeah all right. Anyways, whatever. whatever. You guys were watching SpongeBob in the lobby yesterday. So we were. I was watching SpongeBob like all day. I think it's the only thing that gets shown on Nickelodeon. Probably. Like I know, it genuinely was the only thing they had on all day yesterday. Yeah, they normally have like those SpongeBob. Yeah, like marathons. marathons or whatever. Oh, hey, SpongeBob's goaded. It's fine. I'll take it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um. Oh, is that Bubble Shane on his way? Maybe in a minute. Okay, stand by, everybody. Let's give a little <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, we got a great show for you guys. We've got Woo. some Cardinals talk coming at you. Season's just right around the corner. We've got some D backs that walk. Well, it wasn't a walk off. That go ahead and home was run. A spiritual, it was a spiritual, spiritually walk-off. a walk off. It felt like it. I count it as a walk off in my brain. Yeah. Um, courtesy of Corbin Carroll yesterday, and then some Coyotes news. Bubble Shane is back. The gang's all here. <laughs> Looking cute shizzle. Look at us. We're the three best friends that hey, anybody could have. Mac, did you do something new to your hair? Um, no, it's just straight. Well, it looks fantastic today. <gasps> Thank you. So no compliments sweet. Compliments on my curls. Well, you fun. mean you always look good, Sean? That's I like true. that color I on you. That. I, you've said that before, and I do appreciate it. Um, I had a little faux pas this morning. Oh, I boy. put on self tanner, and I thought I was going to have enough time to wash it off. Um, she did not have enough time to wash it off. So if I look five shades of orange, <laughs> I'm trying to hide my arms and my hands. <laughs> look at the difference between. That is crazy. Oh my god. That is insane. Oh my god. I can't believe I just admitted that. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, you didn't need to do that to yourself. Um, um so if I look five shades of orange, I'm very sorry. I didn't have time to wash it off. But you know you what? You could have just blamed it on the camera. You should have been like, ah, oh, the coloring is weird. Yeah, it's Shane's fault for making me look orange. We'll just <laughs> go with that. Um <laughs> All right. Before we get into the show, I want to give a quick shout out to our friends at Illegal Pete's for bringing in the taco bar this week. Illegal Pete's week is low-key my favorite week. I'm not even gonna lie. It's it's actually a tie with Burrito Express week. I just really love I tacos mean, and burritos. It is amazing. Um, first off, armchair sports asking what the D-backs are. The D-backs are, in fact, a motherfucking wagon. Uh, wagon. But, and Illegal Pete's is the best motherfucking Mexican food you can get. Uh, like, I mean, listen. Yes. I just like, I like things being under my control. I have a very particular taste. And you go to a place like Illegal Pete's, you walk down a little, the, the kind of production line i guess what yeah, you want to call production it line. and you get to pick what you want today junior and then it's good it's cold it's cold <laughs> go show, show the people your palms again <laughs> um all right thank you so much illegal pete's for feeding the office you guys you all know how much we love illegal pete's especially yeah. me because i'm a colorado girl and if you didn't know it started in colorado um illegal pete's is your go-to spot this summer stop by for happy hour 3 p.m to 8 p.m every day at all 12 locations here in the Valley, Illegal Pete's, the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. 
for 28 years. Uh, that all me. rhymed. I'm obsessed with that. Um, also, if you are maybe looking for something to eat at home, highly suggest you sign up for Factor Meal Kits because, oh boy, they are so good. They Damn are delivered. It. What? I forgot, forgot again? again. Oh my God. He forgot yesterday what? forgot a smoothie and he forgot it again oh. today. I have factor smoothies in my fridge waiting for me when I get home. Mm. Um, factor meal kits, you guys. This they the are right the here. number one ready-to-eat meal kit in America. They are delicious. They are delivered straight to your door. You stick that shit in the microwave for two hours and you eat it. <laughs> it is so good. You don't even have to put it on a whoa, dish whoa, whoa, to do dishes. Two minutes. Like, not two hours. Oh, two minutes. Did yeah. you say two hours? Yeah, Did I say said two, two hours? hours. So <laughs> put it in the microwave for two minutes. Do not put it in the microwave for two hours. It'll probably blow up. Um, <laughs> it's so good. The The meals are delicious. It's so nice not having to go to the grocery store because I'm lazy. It's so nice not having to do dishes because I'm also lazy. Like, <laughs> it is your go-to place if you need a good meal and you don't want to make it yourself. Head on over to factormeals.com slash PHNX50 and use code PHNX50 to get 50% off. That's code PHNX50 at factormeals.com slash PHNX50 to get 50% off. Ooh. All right, Sean. It's All almost right, like it's football season almost that actually matters just around the corner we've had to suffer through some well the, i guess the first one wasn't bad yeah the first one was pretty the good last one wasn't great last one wasn't great pre-season, but it's also the it's also the chiefs and it's also the preseason hk yeah hk but you know i'm kind of tired of this fake football i would really like to see some real football yeah um as would i um Listen, the preseason, the preseason is such like a tease because like, like you get super excited, like, oh, my God, football's back. And then you care for about 30 seconds. And then you're like, oh, this isn't really football, um, especially when Cole McCoy is throwing it. Hardly football. And I'm a Texas guy, but <sighs> Colt. Yes. Well, might be time. we might Hang not be bud. seeing Colt McCoy for much longer. But before we get to that, we do have to recap a busy day for the Cardinals yesterday. Mr. Monty got to work. Yeah, Mr. Monty Fort, Austin Fort, Monty Fort. I Monty just combined Fort. his two names. Mr. Austin Fort woke up in the morning and chose violence. He was like, you know what? It might be 8.30 a.m. I don't care. I'm dropping a trade right now. Yeah. It's go time, baby. I was asleep when it happened. <laughs> Poor Bo had to make the graphic and post it because <laughs> I was dead asleep. Um, if you missed it, bright and early yesterday morning, Monty Austin Ford decided to trade Isaiah Simmons to the New York Giants. Um, I can't say I'm necessarily surprised, and I'm going to tell you why. Even though he was the eighth overall pick mm-hmm. in the 2020 which draft, insane. which is kind of crazy that they picked him at that high, but I digress. Different GM, well, different time. Yeah, I was going to say, it's crazy in theory, not crazy when you consider who was making the pick. Yeah. Um. He is gone, and he kind of just had a very tumultuous time, Mm -hmm. I guess here's how I would describe it. He never really found his place. Um, I think whether it was maybe a mismanagement of coaching or a mismanagement of talent, yeah, because he was great in college. Like, he was a very highly rated defensive player coming out of college. I don't know if top 10 in the NFL draft necessarily, but... He was still really good, and I don't think we ever really saw. He definitely had some flashes, some moments like that uh, fumble return he picked up against the Raiders last year. Like there were some good things that happened, but overall, he just never really found his place. And then the Cardinals traded him yesterday for a seventh round draft pick in return, which, in my opinion, is a little wild. I thought he definitely would have garnered something a little bit higher than a seventh round draft pick. 
what was your reaction? I mean, I wasn't, it was more just like a laugh because it was just like, I didn't expect them to get anything more than a seven dollar draft pick. He hasn't been worth shit really, but respectfully. Really? Um, yeah. I think I the mean, Cardinals got fleeced a little bit. What were they, what were they supposed to get for him? He's not, he hasn't done anything. Like he's not. I mean, give me at least a fifth rounder. If, if he didn't play in the preseason, they probably would have gotten a fifth. But yeah, that's yeah. going to be fair. But it's like recency yeah, bias. Like he was so bad. He was tragic. Oh, bad. Um, so like, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised by that. I'm just grateful they were able to get anything. I mean, remember they, they lost D-Hop for nothing. Like, yeah. like, so I'm glad they were at least able to get a pick out of it. And they ultimately, I believe ended up. They made a bunch of trades that day. So when you think, look at them all in a, in totality, like, yeah, it sucks. But I don't think he was ever really. He never was an eighth overall pick. Yeah, um, never was and an then he was never pick. put in a position to succeed. No. And then he also was probably just not that good. Yeah. So you put it all together, and it's like, yeah, take what you can get. Um, I'm glad they were able to get something for. Her. I wish it would have worked out here. Um, yeah. But I mean, it, he wasn't. It, I don't want to make it sound like we're dogging on him because it was. He wasn't the worst in the past few seasons. He had 105 tackles in 2021 and 99 tackles last season. So a little bit of a digression. But I think my biggest sticking point with him was that he had tendency for big mistakes that frustrated literally everybody at the most inopportune times. Yeah, like when I mean, you could not afford a fuck up. <laughs> It was fucked up a little bit. Mac just said the F word oh my God. with Why a live that? studio audience. Why? Oh, sorry, studio audience. <laughs> um, um, shout out yeah. to Chris and Daniel in the audience. But yeah, I mean, I just like, it was so frustrating watching him play football sometimes. But it, he also like, it just wasn't consistent enough. He wasn't consistently good enough to deserve this roster spot. And um, I, we're going to talk about well, I guess we can just talk about it now. <laughs> I thought personally that it was weird that he was trying to move over from being a linebacker to a safety because um, I don't know if he'd seen the roster, but Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson are on the roster. Yeah, currently. but I mean, he just wasn't a good linebacker. Um, like, if he, gonna, if... But I mean, that, like, he's also not going to be a good safety. Like, if you have I mean, a one and two, yeah, safety, but, like, you're but not going to like. You can put him back there and just let him be an athlete without him actually like playing center field, as as Bo had put it the other day. At linebacker, like there was a lot of situations like you saw against the Chiefs last year and I guess against the Chiefs in the preseason where he had to cover guys like Travis Kelsey and yeah. just had nothing for him. Yeah. Um, so I think the best, the only thing you were, the only way you were ever going to get anything out of him was by playing him at safety. Um, and obviously you weren't really getting much out of him there either. Um, I just don't think he's yeah. an NFL caliber football player. No. It's just, that happens. You can be good in college and not be good in the pros. And I think that might just kind of be the case yeah. with Isaiah Simmons. Um, that preseason game against the Chiefs was brutal for him. He basically just let a receiver like walk into the end zone and didn't even try to yeah. tackle him. It was just a terrible performance. Yeah, all he's around. a great athlete and he's got a lot of like raw talent, I guess, and raw skills, but he's just not, he's not an NFL caliber. Yeah. linebacker or safety at this point i think the chiefs game was the nail in the coffin for isaiah simmons yeah. unfortunately 100 oh, um you've heard from us what we think but this is what monty awesome for himself had to say at practice yesterday when he was asked about the decision to trade isaiah simmons the situation presented itself this morning and and just where we are in camp where we are the team we thought it was the right move to make for us for the team and just moving forward you know we wish isaiah the, uh, the best moving forward he's, he's been here the last three seasons and um you know wish him the best going forward but just for us uh, as a team where we're at we just thought it was the best move to make yeah i think you know those are always considerations that that, that come into play and uh, you know we've we've had uh we've had a, the 
month of training camp now and the, and the two games and um, you know hey there's uh, everybody on our team there, there could have been better performances for everybody there could have been you know some guys did some good things some guys do some bad things so you know really it just came down to the opportunity um, you know and, and where we were at with the team we thought it was right opportunity presented itself and they took it kind of just like a very standard quote answer but I think in my opinion the Chiefs game was like the nail in the coffin and I also think there's a little bit of an element of I think you know Monty Austin Fort is doing everything in his power to differentiate himself from Steve Keim yeah. and making it clear that this is his team and the decisions that he makes are his um and Jonathan Gannon also maybe wanting some of his own people here so i think there's like a yeah. little bit of element of just like you know we have a clean slate we have an opportunity to really build this team how we want it from the ground up i know they're not calling it a rebuild but whatever retooling a retooling <laughs> so i think there is also a big element of that and i think you also see that with the other trades that happened that day but yeah isaiah simmons is no longer a cardinal yeah i mean i just don't think he really he was not a part of this team so just or he was not a part of this team's future, and like you got you alluded to, he was he was a kind guy. He was not a he was a, a kind guy. guy. And if you're gonna be a kind guy and not be productive at all, yeah, that's a that's an express ticket on your way out. Being um, a kind guy is already bad enough, but then if you're a non-productive yeah, kind guy, that's really bad. exactly exactly. So you can't be both. That's you just how this one. thing kind of works. Um, yeah, sorry about it. Isaiah did post on his Instagram story yesterday after the news broke down. He said that he is just excited for this fresh start. New beginnings was his caption. So obviously he's excited to go to the Giants. I don't know if you're a Pat McAfee listener as I am, but Pat McAfee has the Giants as one of the most underrated teams going into the season who he thinks is going to be pretty good and it's kind of like a sleeper team. So maybe he will find success there. Maybe the Giants will just bench him and <laughs> who knows? Yeah, I mean, he might get a chance. They got at least, I think, one more preseason game, but. Well, the thing with the Giants, too, is like it's the perfect situation for a guy like him. Wink Martindale doesn't have positions. Like he yeah. just mm-hmm. puts players on the field to do whatever. Yeah. Um, and he's an athlete. And yeah, I, I, I think the, the Giants are going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. sure. So we're wishing him the best of luck. You know, it's not like he's a terrible person. Thank you for your <laughs> services. Happy trails. Another guy we are wishing happy trails. The Cardinals, after this, then a couple hours later, we're like, you know what? I think we're good on our offensive line. We don't need any more tackles <laughs> on the O-line. So, Josh Jones, see you later, buddy. Um, they traded Josh Jones, the Houston Texans, for a fifth-round pick. Uh, the Cardinals also sent a seventh-round pick with Josh Jones and got a fifth-round pick in return. He was 26 years old, so a little bit on the higher-ish side, um, kind of coming to the close on his rookie deal. They um, were very decisive about this. It's not like they took a lot of time to, mm-hmm. you know, I think they saw Paris Johnson Jr. And they're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, and I <laughs> mean, <laughs> again, like I was saying earlier, you kind of have to look at all the trades in totality because yeah. they, they acquired a fifth round pick in that trade, right? They, they traded yeah. um, him in the seventh for a fifth, and then they ended up trading a fifth in a trade we'll talk about in a little bit for Josh Dobbs. Um, so, like, it ultimately was it, it, like kind of just a reshuffling of assets, Yes. Um, that I think ultimately made the team better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not, this is not even like Isaiah Simmons, where there was a guy, it is a guy that was taken eighth overall and it feels like a disappointment. There's always yeah. high hopes. Like this is, this is just kind of one of those bottom end of the roster moves that, for sure, that happened during the preseason. I agree. I think he just ultimately was the odd man out on the offensive yeah. line, on the O line. Um, 
when you have a six overall pick in Paris Johnson coming in from Ohio State, I think you kind of know in the back of your mind, okay, this kid might just be starting. <laughs> so I just think Josh Jones, unfortunately, was a victim of being the odd man out on this offensive line. Um, and he will no longer be an Arizona Cardinal. So at the end of the day, Sorry it's not it. the biggest thing in the world. It was a move that needed to be yeah. done. They obviously didn't do a lot during free agency. So they had a bunch of like extra guys just kind of <laughs> on the roster <laughs> heading into camp. So I think this, again, was just one of those things that yeah. Monty was like, we'll just do what we have to do and see what we can get in return. Not the flashiest deal on the move, but it definitely sets another tone for the direction that I think Monty wants to take this team. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, again, when you look at all the traits in totality, like, I think, obviously, the conversation around this team is them being bad and them potentially tanking, but, like, they're not, they're not like, accepting just being, like, a joke, right? Like, yeah. they could have just rolled out the corpse of, of Colt McCoy as their quarterback. They could have let Isaiah Simmons just try and figure things out during the season instead of just sending him away for a seventh-round pick, but they're not going to be content just being, like, a complete laughing stock. Like they're, yeah. they're obviously not, they know what the roster is. They're not trying to set themselves up to go be a, a Super Bowl team, but at the same time, they're not going to be content just being miserable. Yep. Um, and I think that's a good sign, right? Like you at least want the team to be, if they're not going to be a Super Bowl contenders, you want them to be exciting and something to at least kind of give you hope about. And I think Monty is kind of doing that with this team. Um, again, Sending away Isaiah Simmons shows like there's not a, a com complete complacency. Mm -hmm. And then again, like I said, we'll talk about Dobbs in a second, but yeah. that trade shows that, that Monty, again, is not going to sit here and accept just being bad. Yeah. And I think that's a nice change of pace, especially for Cardinals fans, because I yeah. think the old regime was fine with complacency in a lot of ways which drove a lot of people yeah, crazy. 100%. Like there should have been decisions that should have been made about certain people a lot sooner than they were with the old regime. Shit, maybe so, not even just complacency. I mean, it was, yeah, it was just like was, straight yeah, up like encouragement bad of, of badness. <laughs> Speaking of not being okay with complacency, Paul <laughs> McCoy. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Happy trails on your retirement. Okay, well, relax. Uh, not yet. It's not official, obviously, <laughs> But, but I mean, it does sure. seem like kind of the logical conclusion of all this, right? Yes. The trade that the Cardinals made, the last trade that they made yesterday, kind of, to me, made it very clear how they feel about a certain quarterback on the roster. They <sighs> traded for Josh Dobbs from the Cleveland Browns, who I think Dobbs was always kind of linked and rumored to be, like, interested it, in coming well, to Arizona. In part because, because of one Johnny Venerable. <laughs> yeah, man, Johnny Venerable. He's, he's also a son of a legend. He Son of a legend, Josh. He, committed, he yeah. committed to ASU and then decommitted Left. and went to Tennessee. Nice. Yeah. Love that um, but also obviously has a prior relationship with Petzing. Yeah, and Petzing definitely had some pull in this whole situation. And Monty, right? They were both in yeah. uh, Tennessee together. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it obviously, like, Johnny wasn't pulling that out of out of nowhere when he brought it up all that, all that time ago. But, yeah, I mean, it, it was obviously a guy that, like you said, had, had had connections, had kind of been linked to this franchise for a little bit. Um, and yeah, with Colt, they get, it's not like they didn't give him a chance. They spent six months with him in the off season. He had, you got two preseason games and dude was just kind of miserable. <laughs> like he's old and injury prone and not, and, and has been a career backup for a reason. And you're age, describing him like he's some like curmudgeon that lives under a bridge. Do you see him playing? I don't think he's old and miserable. He's nice. He's yeah, a nice I mean, guy. I'm not talking about who he is as a person. I, again, I was, I'm a Texas <laughs> guy. I, I've always loved Colt McCoy, but he's just. Clearly past that that 
era of his career where he can come in and, and kind of excite an offense and and not necessarily that he was ever exciting offenses, but managing offenses and and allowing teams to win. Like he's clearly past that point in his career. He's old, dealt with a lot of injuries. A lot of injuries. Like we like you said, I think retirement's probably the way to go, Colt. Um but yeah, <laughs> I mean again, Monty was clearly not going to accept just being miserable and just letting whoever he had just kind of go out there and figure it out. Yeah, um, whether God. that be with, with Colt or with Clayton Toon, right? Because you could have easily just been like, we're going to throw this young guy out there and hope he can be fun. Um, but no, they, they went with a guy that they thought at least could give them a chance to be somewhat competitive until Kyler gets back. Um, and that is a good sign if you're a Cardinals fan. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It definitely gives me some faith in Monty and his uh, vision for this team. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree that it's time for Colt to retire. <laughs> Sorry, Colt. <laughs> you're a great human being, but I am I feel like if you're not in bubble wrap, I have anxiety watching you move. You're so. going to have, uh, uh, I think they mentioned this, the other, someone brought this up the other day. He's going to have a, a broadcast job waiting for him as soon Probably. as he wants to retire. He can yeah. come to here and do it if he wants for free. Yeah, come to PHNX. <laughs> Be the third person of TPSP, Colt. We'll Spot. Yeah, you the, can take the my chair right here in the middle. Honestly, I'll kick Sean off if yeah, that's what I'm not even going to be mad. I'll, <laughs> I'll be sitting off stage right with the horns up the whole time. <laughs> I'm assuming then we both agree that based off of the two preseason games alone, this was the best decision in a quarterback yeah, room. Right. Like, I mean, again, especially because I think something that uh, especially like kind of the pro tank crowd leaves out is that like you still the have tank. the Texans pick who's probably going to be pretty bad. So, like, you have a good chance of getting a good pick even without being the worst team in football. Um, and so, like, again, I think, especially with some of these younger guys you have, um, you don't want to teach them how to lose. Like, I think that gets left out a lot in the, in the tanking so conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, you got to at least let them be competitive, especially when you have a guy like Michael Wilson, who's expected to be a really young, or exciting young receiver, guys like Greg Dorch. Like, you, you want them to have a chance to be productive even if the team is not going to be all that good yeah. and I think you've seen that Colt was not going to give them an opportunity to do that um, so I think this is bigger than just the quarterback play like the rest of the offense serves to to benefit again even if they're not winning games they have they need to have at least a somewhat competent quarterback to continue on their progression yeah. to be like good football players and again not learn how to lose and I think Dobbs gives them a much better chance to do that than anybody that they had on their roster not learning how to lose is a bar that's one of the most insightful things you've dropped on the show Sean <laughs> it's definitely not an original concept that's not something I, I came up with but thank you you're welcome uh, that's I was very backhanded of a compliment but I'll take it nonetheless no it wasn't it was supposed to be genuine it's the most insightful thing you've ever said on this show one of the most certainly insightful things feels you've ever backhanded okay, Michaela whatever. Perkins uh dogs is QB1 see or no yeah of course yeah. I, I think he's got I well so QB1 oh, of until, course until Kyler you really think so? Yeah. You're yeah. not trading for Joshua Dobbs to have him compete you, with Clayton Toon. You yeah. didn't really give up anything, though. Well, I, yeah, that is true. But, yeah, no, I think I so. I also think you guys are, like, I mean, Colt is Colt, but I don't. he's not just going to walk away. He has he has the job right now. This is Colt's I don't job think, to lose. I think he's lost it. I don't, I don't think, think I don't think you're trading for, especially considering the connections that the offensive coordinator mm -hmm. has with this quarterback. I don't think you're trading for him without the idea that he is going to if be. If I had to put money on guy. it, I would say Joshua Dobbs is the starting quarterback yeah. week one, but I don't think it's clear and obvious. I think like going to ride the bench. Colt, Colt again, has been so tragic. I don't, and I mean, Colt can stay on the roster if he wants. I don't, maybe the retirement is not a foregone conclusion, sure, but I don't yeah, think he if has. If he wants to stay on the roster, that's fine, but uh, I don't want to see him starting under center at any point in the near future. Yeah, I don't think there's much of a chance of that happening. Okay. Well, at least we're on the same page. Yes. Shane disagrees. Before I ask you this next question, I want to give you some context that our very own Johnny Venerable, Speak the Devil, gave us yesterday hmm. when this whole Josh Jobs tweet or uh, <laughs> decision came down. 
Johnny tweeted, back in March, the Cardinals sniffed around QBs, specifically Dobbs, but opted to roll with Colt McCoy in hopes that he could get them to Kyler Murray. After six months, a tough week against the Vikings for McCoy. Austin Ford and Gannon pivoted. Joshua Dobbs is here to start games. And then he followed it up with the Arizona Cardinals still have every intention of playing Kyler Murray when he's healthy and ready this season per sources. So what Johnny do you v think? Also seems to agree. Yes. Johnny <laughs> agrees with us. Johnny is team Mac and Sean. Johnny is also in love with. That's also Dobbs. true. Yes. That is also true. <laughs> he is Again, the also, number one. Josh they traded Thompson. for him because they hope he's going to start games. Yes. Well, yeah. I no mean, shit. if he's if he's worse than Colt, then obviously he's not. But I don't think there's a there. Colt has been so goddamn tragic that there that <laughs> I don't think is a reasonable expectation. Yeah. Colt, and Colt won games last year, though. Josh Dobbs. Colt didn't. can be the water guy. <laughs> That's a perfect job for Colt McCoy. He's so inspirational. You're also disrespecting Colt McCoy like crazy right now. I'm going to Come on. He's Be old. so fucking for real. I'm, I'm, He's old and he gets hurt every time he steps out on the field. All right. He, his bones all are made right. of glass. He won games for the Cardinals last year. He He's a great clipboard guy. He is a great clipboard. A tremendous. A great water guy. Yeah. Right. Like, regardless of what you feel about him, he's a great clipboard guy. Like, give him a like, clipboard. And, and that's why, him like, if he wants to hang out on the roster, by all means, I think he's got something to provide in that sense. But um, I don't want to see him playing. Yeah. Colt McCoy should not be back on again, the field. Ever. I would, if you're going to just be like, ah, whatever, I would rather you play Clayton Toon. Like, at least maybe he could be fucking Trevor Heineke uh, and just. Taylor. Taylor. I was going to say, I was like, as soon as I or, said or, Tra like, wait, Trevor. or Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor oh. Lawrence and Taylor Heineke combined. Trevor Simeon. Anybody? No. no. Stop it. Stop it right now. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. That is a name that shall I not know, be ever know, discussed in my but presence. <laughs> like at least uh, what I'm saying is like, at least throw out, uh, throw out uh, Clayton tune and see if he can be fun. But I have no interest in any. Yeah. And again, Texas guy. I love Colt McCoy. Shout out Jordan Shipley. If we want to figure out what he's doing, maybe Colt McCoy can figure it out. Uh, but at this point, I'm so far past Colt McCoy. Yeah, I agree. I don't understand why Shane is so pro Colt McCoy. I think it's very I'm bizarre. Not. You, guys are, you guys are pushing him in a grave and kicking dirt on it. That's because that's where he belongs. We didn't, that's, that's, like that's crazy. That's an insane I didn't thing say to that. say. I didn't say that. <laughs> Give that man a clipboard and tell him that he can make a speech and send him on his happy way. <laughs> I, and I, by, I don't think we are by any means the ones digging the grave. We might be throwing dirt on he top of it. He dug himself but... his grave and then broke all of his bones in the process okay. of going into I'm not doing all this. I'm not doing all this. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. There's, I'm a, not there's a, a bar McCoy in the middle believer. of the screen for a reason. I am not a Colt McCoy believer. I'm sorry. I think he could Neither be a great I, motivational speaker. He could be like a good like coach for the quarterbacks, but like he should not be playing football. Again, just say you don't think he's going to win the job. I don't think he's going to win the job. Max, like, I think I'm going to see him at a circle K here soon. <laughs> no, okay. I don't, I don't mean it like that. Like, it's how you fucking treat him, Dan. No, just kidding. Well, that's um, a, I mean, that's a great place to work. It's not really a dig. Yeah, Circle K is great. Are you kidding? Out of I would work at Circle K. Um, yeah, I do think Colt McCoy, we have seen the last of him. Personally, I think Dobbs is going to be QB1. I think Toon will probably be QB2. Uh, I'm I hope that Kyler Murray comes back sooner rather than later. The fact that we're arguing over who the better option between Josh Dobbs and Colt McCoy is, is not great. I, I mean, don't love it. Listen, I we, don't love this we conversation. knew what we were getting. Our, like, Kyler's knee's been fucked for a minute now. It's not like, like we knew what this was going to be. This season was not going to be. Like, we knew we were going to be playing games with a backup quarterback. 
And that's what this is. They didn't trade for Joshua Dobbs because I think it was they be thought this bleak, though. What do you? I thought McCoy was going to be able to hold it together a little bit longer. Okay, but the still, complete collapse. Cole McCoy has always only ever been a backup quarterback. Yeah, but he's serv- like, like he's a serviceable backup. Yeah, at times in his career. So but I was hoping uh, we could maybe like two, three games into the season, he would have been competitive enough to like survive, not get his butt cut in the freaking preseason because he can't hold it together. Go watch a Josh Dobbs highlight reel. You'll feel better. <laughs> Uh, Kyler, please come back or don't so we can draft another quarterback. But either way, <laughs> I just don't want to have to suffer through another football season, but it's looking like that's going to be our only chance, our only option. Um, anyways, do you think Kyler's going to come back sooner rather than later? I mean, what does that mean? Like, uh, like do I think like pre November, November? Yes. Yes. October. I think it will happen in October. October. Late okay. October. I don't if know I'm how remembering, to do my months in reverse. It's been a while since I've like kind of not, I, I hate to say it like this because it sounds like I'm pretending to be Johnny Venerable, but like <laughs> since I've checked in on on uh, Kyler's rehab, like I don't really know where he's at with it, to be quite honest. So I don't know if anything's changed, but if I remember correctly, the, like the hope was that possibly October. Yeah. Um, but there's also been like, you've heard everything like he wasn't going to play this year and also he was going to be back for week one so yeah hell if We've i been know everywhere in the middle like it was week one and then it was like he's never coming back <laughs> it's so <Colbert. laughs> um yeah i mean as long as he's not playing week one in in at fedex field i don't yes. want him anywhere near that no, stadium. please do not step field remember when they almost the killed uh uh jalen hurts that was crazy I like jalen hurts that. was one of the best players in all of football last year and he became he was like this close to getting his acl torn by a, a railing at that Poverty franchises stadium. RG 3s blow up was at that field too, right? Mm-hmm. RG's yeah. field was career was ruined by that franchise. <laughs> okay, so let's keep Kyler away from the Commanders, please. And also, Alex Smith was also in that field, right? I mean, oh, his was more God. of a freak injury, but I believe That's it was right. there. Yeah, right? I feel I this think. cursed. Well, anyways, Kyler's not going to be back for that right. game, so let's just be thanking our lucky stars that we won't have to worry about him blowing out a different knee. <laughs> Knock on wood. <sighs> Anyways, you say some crazy shit, Michaela Perkins. I know I'm I'm a little out of pocket today. It's the self tanner that I didn't wash off. Oh um, God. it's get the fumes are like getting to my head. You know, <laughs> killing my brain cells. <clears throat> you need some help. I will be revived though if I go to Circle K and get a True. Red Bull. True. <laughs> It'll snap me right back. Circle K is my absolute favorite place to go when I am in need of any type of snack, any type of little snacky snack, any drink, <laughs> uh, and energy snack. drinks. My Red Bulls are there. Girl my dinner. Diet Coke Polar Pops are there. Can I just say, I never thought I'd be a girl that would consume Diet Coke in that large of a quantity, but I have turned into a Diet Coke crackhead. Listen, I don't understand it. Uh, Diet Coke is not my my drug of choice. Um, <laughs> I don't fully get the appeal of it, but that's what's great about Circle K. It's, it's, they've got beverages for everybody. I'll go a little more off the beaten path when my, with my soda choices. I'm a big squirt guy. Uh, oh. Grapefruit soda. Yeah, you are. Don't do that. <laughs> Um, bomb, um, and then they also good, have. I, I like that's a good soda. It is a great it's, soda. It's better than what? What did it replace? No, that was no. That you're talking about. Uh, a, uh, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's sorry is pretty good too. I'm not gonna lie. But they got it all at Circle K. The, have you seen those sorry commercials where it's like somebody making out with a like a water person? Yeah, I hate those. I agree. They have it though at Circle K. They, they have do. anything you need. You they don't have pizza, to see the commercials. Get, get the beatboxes. Get the beatboxes and start dancing. They oh, also I thought you have... said meat boxes. <laughs> they don't like... have. They, I mean, they do have meat in boxes. Really? Meat and cheese boxes. <laughs> you yeah, guys, I'm true. trying to tell people about their free membership program. Do it. 
reel it in. No one's stopping you. <laughs> Join the Circle K membership program. You get 25 cents per gallon off your first five fill-ups. And if you haven't noticed, gas is so expensive right now, it makes me want to die. <laughs> it's like $4.29. So basically, you get gas for $4 instead of $4.25. I hate Phoenix. I hate the price of gas in Phoenix. Anyways, join their free membership program. You get 25 cents per gallon off on your first five fill-ups. You also get sixth free, every sixth free thing on a selection of Circle K products. Yeah, I'm fine. Pizza, (laughs) coffee, ice cold, fat drinks, anything you want, they've got it. Join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply. At participating locations, visit CircleK.com for details. (laughs) There's Oda Diamondbacks. They're a motherfucking wagon. A wagon. Well, actually, I feel like they're a wagon with three wheels. What do you mean? They've won, what, five straight games? I know, but I'm Six not. The bullpen is the reason why I hey. don't want to give them the fourth wheel. <laughs> Relax. It, hey, you know, Paul Seawald does his job. Kevin Yinkle does his job when he gets used. That's fair. Listen. We get, it is what it is. It's better than last year. It is better than last year. So, oh my Speaking God. Speaking of which, let's take a look at the playoff standings because this is very, very exciting. Mm. As of 1.03 p.m., Arizona Standard Time. I can't. I never know if we're That's on Pacific or Mountain. Arizona what are standard. we on right now? Are we, we on Pacific are, or Mountain? We're we're always, always on standard. Mountain Standard Time. No, yeah. we're not. Yes, we are. Oh, we are no. always. We will switch Everyone to Pacific. Are. Everyone else oh, changes no. around us. I know, but don't we ever? We are. Oh, no. no, you're lying. We are. We switch Michaela, to do you know how time no, zones we, work? We they're don't they're locked. Our time is consistent. We are always Mountain Standard Time. Pacific changes their time. They move forward, so they're with us. No, regardless about we don't we don't move time zones. You move I know time we zones. Don't we move, move, yeah. but like don't. the time zone. But it goes from Mountain Standard Time to uh, Mountain Daylight Time or whatever. But not for us because we don't change time. We're always in Mountain Standard Time. It's we two hours ahead in in it is two hours. It is an hour ahead in Colorado right now. We yes. are not on Mountain Time. They are. Yes, we are. They are How? not. They are on MDT. We are on MST. Because they have daylight savings times, we don't. There's so their no shit way. moves. Oh, no. We never move. Oh, no. What time zone is Arizona in right now? I'm Googling Holy this. Sh- there is You're no embarrassing right now. yourself, Michaela. There is no right now. How are we? Okay, if we, it's the same time here as it is in California. Yes. How are we not on Pacific time? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Pacific changes. We don't. We stay. They move an hour forward, so they're the same as us. We are always Mountain Standard Time. They are on on Pacific Daylight Time right now, which is an hour forward from Pacific Standard Time, which is what happens when they're an hour behind us. Explain that to me. What? I went to Arizona State. It's not Arizona State. It's the American Education System. But we went to the American Education System. Yeah, but but Uh, did you you go to school in America? Because they seem to understand what's going on. System doesn't fail everybody. It fails a lot of people. that's true. That is oh fair. Oh, God. Okay, it's fine. Anyways, I don't know what time zone we're in, but as of Unreal. 105 p.m., Jesus. the Arizona Diamondbacks are in the playoffs. Oh, my God. I'm crying. Can you just put the standings up so I can wipe my face? Oh, my God. The Diamondbacks <sighs> are in the playoffs as of 1.05 p.m. Mountain Daylight. They're in the playoffs right now. Nothing's changed. Stop bringing up the time, Michaela. They're in the playoffs as we speak. They are in a wild card spot. They've got there. There's a half game separating them and the Giants and the the Reds behind them. There's a half game separating the Cubs in front of them and two and a half in front of them. If the Phillies, they're in the playoffs right now. They are right now. They were an hour ago. They are in Mountain Standard Time, Pacific Daylight Time, Mountain Daylight Time. They're in the playoffs. (laughs) Thank you, Sean. God. It doesn't matter what time zone we're in. But we could be in Eastern time right now. <laughs> Guess what? You could fly halfway across the world. You can be in China. 
Okay. They're still in the playoffs. Right. <laughs> Time does not affect the reality of the, the MLB standings. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god, I can't. All right. This is crazy because this time last year they were in the playoffs. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yep. But listen, the Arizona Diamondbacks are currently in a playoff spot. Yes, um, and it's very encouraging when you consider the fact that they were the worst team in playoff in, the, in baseball, and that is not an exaggeration. They were quite literally the worst team in baseball for a month and a half. Yeah, um, it was really bad. It was really really bad. Um, and yeah, they've won a, a few straight games now. And in this particular series against the Reds is very important. And last night got really bad, really fast. It was a very dark time here in the PHNX studios for yeah. me, Derek, and Damon Dog. Um, well, not only the bullpen, yeah. but their offense and their base running and Tony P not knowing what the is going on. I don't, play, I, I don't blame I Tony love, P. But I love Tony P. I've heard he's a nice man ever. I've never interacted with him. Stay on the planet. That wasn't his fault. That wasn't his fault. We can get into that deeper if we want. But um, yeah, I mean, they are. Officially back. They're back. They're a wagon. Baby. I was talking to Jacob this morning about where we're going to be watching the World Series parade from. Okay. Um, well, he's going to find have to figure that out. I'm going to be on a float. Um, but yeah, they're back. They're back. We can thank Corbin Carroll and Merrill Kelly for not dropping the ball and letting us slip out further of the wild card standings yesterday. Um, Merrill Kelly had a great freaking game. Yeah. He pitched an absolute gem. We have his stats for your viewing pleasure in case you don't auditorially process information like I don't. Um, <laughs> seven innings pitch. You know what? You laugh at your own jokes too much. Yeah. I'm going to say it. And also, I'm say it. also I'm funny. Funny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll say this. Care. You're smarter than you pretend to be on this show. Stop stop <laughs> making a fool of yourself. It's something about Fridays. Also, I told you guys my cell tanner fumes are getting to my okay, head. Okay. Anyway, seven Read innings pitched. One, only one hit, zero runs, zero walks, and 12 strikeouts, which is tied for his career high. He pitched a gem. He did have a little cramp situation, which yeah, honestly, who knows like, what he would have accomplished. I'm a little tired of him cramping. Like, this is like story, like, yeah. oldest yeah. time. Look at that damn banana barrel. It is unfortunate. Like, it, chuck yeah. some mustard. What are we doing? It, it why, is really unfortunate. Like, why is this always a continual issue? I don't know. I, it's something that we talked about on the show last night. Jesse had mentioned that this is a problem he's had even going back to Korea. Um, so it doesn't necessarily seem directly connected to the fact that we live in the hottest place on Earth. Um, although that certainly does not help, I'm sure. Um, it's nice to know, again, it's not hot in October. So there's that. It is, um, yep. And again, it's nice to know that it's not connected to the blood clot issue he had earlier in the yeah, year. That's definitely um, but it's definitely not concerning. Like Again, like Jesse said, you can't have this happen in the fifth inning or the sixth inning or uh, the seventh inning if he's pitching like this in a playoff game. Like That can't happen. Um, so they have to figure that out. Um, again, Jesse mentioned last night that he's going to be talking to the team nutritionist and stuff and trying to get this problem under control yeah um, but it's wild though like this is uh, this has been an issue for multiple seasons yeah now. no it, it's it's a problem that again i just don't understand how one body can cramp that much in so many various places yeah we're like, getting very banana, fortunate with some when it happens but yeah it cannot keep happening so it's definitely something they got to figure out I, again like, i agree with you though i don't understand how this keeps being a problem and if it's something that you think you can figure out why haven't you figured it out already? yeah but anyways regardless of his cramping situation 
He still pitched a gem. Bet he did. Connor in the comments saying we really missed out on Gallon and Merrill both being in Cy Young contention because Merrill missed a month. Yeah. We there was a time before Merrill got hurt where I was like, holy shit, we might have the best one-two pitcher combo in baseball. Well, there's been ever, plenty of instances in the during this season where you could argue that Merrill has been better than Zach Gallon. Yeah, like totally. there was a stretch where Zach Gallon was, I mean, he's he the best pitcher in the National League. So even when he was bad, he was good, but it looked like Merrill Kelly was the better pitcher for a decent chunk of this season. So absolutely. Like, yeah, we can't afford to lose him. <laughs> That's for damn sure. No, yeah. um, because Brandon Fott has been really good recently, but outside of that, we really only have Merrill and Zach Gallon. Um, so we need Merrill. We do need Merrill. Um, you know who all we also need? Who? Corbin mother effing Carroll. Oh my God. Oh we my God. Him last night. That's for damn sure. Oh, <sighs> If you missed last night's game, he hit a two-run go-ahead homer in the eighth that made me fall out of my chair. <laughs> I was on the floor because I was just so, I, like, I don't know. I just get nervous sometimes because obviously Corbin has had a little bit of a slump recently. Yeah. But when I watched that, it was so electric. I had all my faith restored in that one moment. Yeah, it was huge. It was a momentum shift for sure. Obviously, yeah. I mean, obviously, it gave him the lead. But... I just love watching Corbin Carroll play baseball. And yeah. this is what we need from this team. Like we need these guys to step up in moments like this that are so crucial. Like the Reds, if we can go back to the standing um, graphic that we have, the Reds are on the D-backs tail. Like yeah, they no, this are series not is crucial. far behind. If they, if they, and not, I mean, we didn't even mention like the tiebreaker that the, the Reds have over them right now. In order yeah. for the D-backs to flip that in their favor, they need to sweep this series. Ultimately, it could end up not mattering because they could just end up with a better record than the Reds. But um, Tori said last night, he thinks this season is coming down to one game. Yeah, um, which also made me panic. I had like a yeah, full but I mean, when attack. you look at these standings and the way they've been all year, yeah, it's hard to to tell him he's wrong. Yeah, um, the National League has been a hellscape this year. It's been, I mean, all of baseball has been crazy, both for very different reasons for each league. But yeah, the National League wild card race is going to be hectic. It's going to be crazy, that's for sure. But I feel better knowing that Corbin Carroll has a little bit yes. of juice back in the step. It was so great watching that happen last night. And this is what he had to say after that big performance. Yeah, I've, I've faced him a couple times um, with the Giants and then earlier this year. Um, you know, tough lefty, um, you know, good sink on the fastball, uh, good sink and run. Um, you know, a unique breaking ball and then a, a changeup, which isn't too common left on left. So it's, it's a lot to deal with, but just tried to be simple up there and. Um, you know, get something elevated. What's the emotion there, especially when you hadn't had a home run in a month or so? Yeah, um, I mean, it's more of the emotion of like the game, I guess, um, and like just just giving us a chance to win it. Um, you know, that that felt really good. He's always so calm and even keeled. Yeah. Like he's just I mean, acting as just like he, he, he didn't just single handedly help them win that game. That was imperative for them to win because the Reds are biting at their heels <laughs> yeah. for that wild card spot right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was it was huge. It was huge for him. It was huge for the team. It was huge in the context of last night. Again, when you consider how dark, how fast it got really dark after the seventh inning. I mean, Tori was, again, talking a lot last night about how he blacked out. Like the yeah. whole team was was pissed and frustrated. Hello, and for Corbin to be able to pull that friend. out. Yeah, right. For Corbin to be able to pull that out in the context of that game and in the context of what he's been doing at the plate. He's been doing all right, but it had been since, I believe, January 26th, I want to say, that he lasted a home, or July, excuse me, that July, since he lasted a home run. Um, so it's been a minute for him to, and for him to do that in that moment was was massive and you saw the emotion that he had after he did it and like he said it was more about 
giving the team a chance to win in after how the seventh inning, the bottom of the seventh had gone. Yeah. Um, it was just awesome. And if, if, if this, if Corbin is, is going to hit the way he has and start hitting them over the fence and he's getting back to his rookie of the year ways, this team becomes a lot more dangerous again. Yeah, absolutely. The season is obviously coming down to the wire, like Sean said, and the Diamondbacks have three more games against the Reds mm-hmm. that are crucial must win games. Here are your probable pitchers for the upcoming matchup. I did do this last night, so there might be a little bit more information available now. But yeah. we've got Brandon Fott going today. Zach Davies <laughs> the day after that. And there's only going to be like 40,000 people in the stands because it's Corbin Carroll bobblehead giveaway night. Uh, so and also, I mean, this is something we've talked about a lot. Zach Davies also got Father's Day, which is one of the biggest days of the year. So like, why are we letting Zach Davies pitch on very? I don't know. Days? I'm hoping stop doing that? I'm hoping this is his swan song and it goes honestly kind of goes miserably. And they like I'm hoping for an Atlanta esque game where we win like 16 to 13 or whatever. But he gets rocked in his dog shit and never yeah. has to play again. I'm ready to DFA Zach Davies. I've been begging the DFA drum for yes. him for like As weeks now. So I'm a little concerned. I'm not going to lie. Looking at the probable starters for the Diamondbacks, considering that these next three games are essentially must win games. Yeah, no, they are, they certainly are. I'm really hoping they can get Brandon fought a win tonight. He deserves it. The fact that he's 0 seven, I believe is ridiculous. Um, he had a perfect game going into the sixth inning last time out. It's absurd. Yeah. Um, he deserves a win. Uh, but there, this is, I mean, uh, this, these are two very similar teams. Um, I, they're both just stockful uh, of, of young position players. Yeah. Um, but the Reds pitching staff has just not been what the, the, uh, like it's not, it hasn't been what the, 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 at least the top end of the Diamondbacks pitching staff has been yeah, recently. Sure. Um, so this is a series they should be able to, to, to win. I think they are the better team in these games. So yeah. are you um, saying two of three for the next three games? So split the series? No, I want to sweep. You want to sweep? But I'm not going to, I'm not going to bet on Zach, D- a win in a Zach Davies. So I'm going to, yeah, I'll go two for three. Okay. So then three for one in the series. Yeah. Okay. Which would be uh, good against this Reds. Yeah, I have absolutely zero faith in Zach Davies at all whatsoever. I feel like that's just going to flop so hard and they're going to put down so many runs that they can't come back from. We could maybe we're setting ourselves up for a nice pleasant surprise. Yeah. I think if they do three if they win three games of the series, I'll be really happy and I think that obviously like increases their lead on the Reds and keeps them in a good competitive place. Yeah. Looking at the rest of the schedule though, Quickly before we move on to the Coyotes. Interesting. Um, they round out this month with a series against the Dodgers, and then they go Baltimore, Rockies, Cubs, Mets, Cubs again. Is that the Giants? Yeah, Giants. Yeah. Giants, Mets, no, so- White Sox. Giants, Yankees. Giants, White Yankees. White Sox, Astros. White Sox, Astros. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. this is going to be very telling about who the, the, the Diamondbacks want to be at the end of the season. Yeah. I mean, the, the, obviously, the Orioles are, are one of the best teams in baseball. The Rockies are one of the worst. And everyone else is kind of right there in the middle of the pack with the exception. I mean, Yankees are the worst team in baseball. They're an absolute poverty franchise. Yeah. Cubs have been on an on upswing. Um, the White Sox are obviously just in a really Dog dark place crap. in their franchise's yeah. kind of Yankees are history. Yankees are god-awful. But, I mean, again, you bookend this with... The Orioles, who are maybe the best team in the American League, and the defending World Series champion, Houston Astros. Um, yeah. And then you have 
wild card competitor Cubs twice in the middle of that wild card competitor Giants in the middle of that and the the Mets who have not been great but remember what happened the last time we played the Mets it was basically the start of that dark period for the Arizona Diamondbacks so you can't take that series for granted it's going to this is a very obviously it's September it's going to be important but there's there's plenty of opponents they should be able to beat and plenty of opponents that are going to tell you whether or not this team can really be dangerous in the postseason. Do the D-backs make it to the playoffs this yes, year? Yes, yes. You think they do? I think they do. Whew. Oh, that I makes feel, me nervous to say. I think they do. Um. Oh, God, I don't know why I laugh. Thunder had a good comment earlier where he said, if you get the Diamondbacks into a best two of three situation, we have uh gallon and Merrill. yeah we've we got, got to pitchers for it. About and, it and yeah if those two are pitching at their best we've had this conversation before they're they're, they're arguably the best one two in all of baseball yeah. they're certainly one of the best yeah um and then again brandon fought was one of the highest ranked uh, like prospects for a reason yeah and he obviously did not start the season off great but recently he's been amazing if yeah. he can pitch like that too in, in a postseason, yeah, and at that point you're basically playing with house money because I don't think anyone expected that from him. True, um, they just have to make it there. Like they, they yeah, just they have, to have to get make into it the there. wild card, and then anything is possible, baby. But making it to a wild card makes me a little bit nervous, just because they are so on the fringe and. Yeah. I hope that like this momentum that they have right now is going to carry through the end of the season. Obviously, anything can change in baseball, but I'm brick in it i'm nervous i don't yeah i no, it can't is. say with my chest that the diamondbacks are going to make it to the playoffs i hope yeah. that they do but as chris is saying it's kind of it's kind of a nice problem to have it's yeah. nice to be stressed at this time well i was gonna say like are you gonna be okay if they don't make it because personally i'm going to be okay i think if you would have asked me this question like three weeks ago when they were like doing really bad and like all of the insane good things that they had accomplished at the beginning of the year were getting yeah. overshadowed by this crap performance like recently. And that's how the season ended. I would be upset about it because like, why did we get so excited for no reason? Mm -hmm. But they are competitive again. They're getting our hopes up. I think they have far surpassed any expectation I've had at this point of this team this season. The fact that we're talking about them being in the playoff picture and it's August 25th is actually insane to me. So <laughs> if they don't make it, I personally am going to be okay because they've already blown me away and blown my expectations out of the water. Obviously I would love for them to make it. And that is like always the goal, right? Like you play to play in the postseason, but if they don't, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, when it, when it happens, when the season ends, I'm not going to be happy, especially with how close this is. It's probably going to be pretty down to the wire. Yeah. Um, and it's going to feel like a missed opportunity if they don't make the playoffs. That's fair. Uh, when you feel how the season, you give me time and eventually I'll, uh, I think I'll be able to, to put it into the perspective of it, it was a step in the right direction. And ultimately when you look at it from a, an outside point of view, this season was a success. I don't think you, I, regardless of how it ends, I don't think you can argue that the season was a success, but when you consider how the first half was and, and how this season is going to play out, if they don't make the playoffs, it is going to hurt because of how it happened That's fair. for sure. And I, I again, I, I've said it multiple times this year, adjustment or, or expectations change yeah. when you have a rookie of the year candidate, when you have a Cy Young winner, those teams should be making the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and if they don't, it's going to hurt. But again, like we're both saying, um, They've exceeded expectations. This is going to this is success of the season and sets them up for great success next year. Um, especially if Ken Kendrick wants to open up the pocketbook. Yeah. Um, but um, Connor is being an absolute troll, saying Davies and Bumgarner were a better one too. Connor, eject yourself in the chat. Charles saying just find a way to get to the wild card and give yourself a shot. Um, Chris saying yeah, I'll give myself a shot possible. morning, a short morning period if they miss. 
Um, Charles saying it would be heartbreaking, but it's still been a good season given what the expectations were. Um, Daniel saying they're all a year ahead of schedule, so I'll be okay mm-hmm. if they don't make it to the playoffs this year. They're all kind of around. It's just going to be really disappointing page. because this has been like <clears throat> a really awesome baseball season too. Yeah, like baseball is just really fun, and I would love to be Baseball's a part back. of. And the playoffs, I expect, are going to be more of that. Like the World Baseball Classic was just pure electric baseball. Yeah. Um, and I would really, it would suck to not be a part of that this year. I definitely agree. But if you want to put your money where your mouth is and go show up for the Diamondbacks team because they need your butts in the stands this oh my series, God, you they guys. Do, dude. I'm sure they're not going to have any problems getting those Again, stands filled for the tomorrow's Dallas. bobblehead night. Yeah, I know. Yeah, for the bobblehead and night. And U of A night. If that's one of you, if you're one of those people, U of A night. Um, go to Game Time and get your tickets. True. Get them right now. Go download the Game Time app. Use promo code PHNX. You'll get twenty dollars off your first order when you download the app and put that promo code in and go watch the Diamondbacks, you guys. Like, they need us to have our butts in the seats, cheering for them, giving them all the momentum and the energy they need to beat the Reds because this series is so crucial and game time makes it so easy to get tickets. They are so cheap. They're so affordable. The Diamondbacks versus the Reds series is our game time Mm. game of the week. If you go on to their app right now and check out Diamondbacks and Reds tickets, you can get tickets for as low as $13, you guys. Like, Mm. this is the best time to go over for to game Corbin time. For a Corbin Carroll bobblehead? Yeah. Oh, that's tonight. No, no, no. Tomorrow's $20. But still, for a Corbin Carroll bobblehead? Yeah. Come on now. Come on now. You can go see a full three-game series. I mean, it's not a full series, but three games three of baseball games, yeah. for 50 bucks. Essentially. That's absurd. It's crazy. Uh, this is why Game Time is the number one fastest-growing ticketing app in America. They've got the greatest deals. You've got to go check them out. Snag your tickets without stress on Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed. You might need to chill out and de-stress a little bit after Ooh. watching this series, especially if Zach Davies is pitching. So or I celebrate. recommend having a bag of OGs on standby. Ooh. Because I'm going to be dramatically stressed out. Listen, if you are not off the OGs, and if you're going to the game on Saturday and you're not off the OGs, you're doing it wrong. You're going to need to be because on the OGs. A, to tolerate baseball that is just awesome when you're high. And B, I, Zach Davies is on the mound. I shouldn't, you want to be drugged up for that. Yeah, you absolutely need to be high to watch just Davies <laughs> play baseball. <laughs> uh, yeah, so go get some. Go get your OGs. And. We have a great deal for you guys going Mm. on right now. Just by being a PHNX listener, you get a whole lot of sweet deals thanks to our buds at OGs. Right now through August 31st, you can get 25% off 100 milligram bags of the fruits and the creams at the all at at all Arizona, the flower shop locations. All you have to do is go to theflowershopusa.com, place an online order and use discount code PHNX at checkout. Then you'll head to your nearest, the flower shop location to pick up. That's right. This deal is exclusive only for our PHNX listeners. And a reminder, it's only available for online orders that are picked up in person. Don't forget to use that promo code PHNX. It is active until August 31st. You've got six more days. So go get to flavoring your life and pick up some OGs so you can watch Zach Davies play baseball and not want to die. <laughs> Quickly to round out the show, we just got to mention, give a shout out to our guy, the bear, bear over at the Arizona Coyotes. He is going to be the head coach for three more years. The Coyotes announced earlier this week that Andre will be here to be the head coach and is contracted through the 2026-27 season. 
And I'm happy about that. I think that yeah. is a great, great move. If you know, if you follow hockey, you know that Tourney is is like respected throughout the league. Mm. He is a player's coach. The players in the locker room specifically all really yeah. like him. He's not like a in-your-face, what are you Bad doing yelling at you, guy. screaming, yeah. like a certain former coach was. Love talking dearly. Um, but he's really respected around the league. He's respected in the locker room. The players really like yeah. him. And even the newest Coyote, Jason Zucker, who just signed a one-year contract with the Coyotes, said that uh, Turney was a part of the call and had spoken to him. And he was great to talk to. He talked to him multiple times. He was very instrumental in the original pitch and then he seems like a great coach. So everyone I've talked to absolutely loves him. So yeah. even the newest Coyote, who hasn't even been here for more than a week, has said nothing but amazing things about Andre. I'm very happy about this. Yeah, I mean, he's he's obviously an, like an incredible person. Interacted with him briefly. I still have some of his maple syrup in my refrigerator. There you go. And it's delicious. Um, but yeah, he's an awesome person. And like you said, there's so many guys, like you look at it on paper, there's so many reasons to not want to be a part of this franchise, right? <laughs> they don't have an arena. Jeez. They're obviously, I mean, <laughs> Tell no, me how you really feel. no, it's, let's be it's real true. about yeah, it. They, 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 they haven't been good in a while. They don't have, uh, any kind of certainty with their stadium. And it, it, there's just a whole lot with this franchise, right? I mean, I obviously love the Coyotes, but the fact that Bear is able to get these kinds of guys to want to be a part of the franchise says a lot about who he is. And mm -hmm. then also, when you consider the state of this franchise, the yeah. youth they have, the prospects they have, and Bear's history being a juniors coach, being just a, a guy that is known to be good with young players and yes. developing young players, and just the kind of personalities that young players have now. Like he is the perfect kind of coach for this team. He brings the best out of these the, out of. A roster like this, Preach it. he's great at development. Like he's awesome, and it, you could tell just based on the Coyotes fans, like their their feelings throughout this whole process. Like they wanted him here, so to have everyone kind of be able to rally around a guy like this, especially yeah. again when you consider kind of all the things that this organization have gone through recently, it is awesome to know that Bear is going to be a part of it. Um, at least for the next few years. Yeah, I a thousand percent agree with you. He is the perfect coach for this team right now. There is literally no one else I think that I would rather have than Bear here at mm -hmm. this moment in time, which I think is kind of ironic because um, when the hiring decision was first made, it was kind of laughed at by yeah, some well, of the people like around who? the league. It was like a throwaway hire. Yeah. They're like, oh, let's just go get the cheapest guy we can find because our team is going to be terrible for like the next five years. And like, we'll just take whoever is the first person that wants to come here. And it's like completely flipped around to like, he is amazing and the players love him and he has gotten so much respect around the league and just the entire way that he's impacted the culture and like you said like getting people to buy in and believe in this franchise has been so cool to watch yeah. and i just love that it started off with just such like a pitiful like feeling of just like we'll take whoever and it's turned into like this guy is a great head coach in the Ho national hockey league so yeah i know i'm just i'm like i said very happy that He's going to be here for the next few years. Me too. Uh, yay, Coach Bear. All right, Sean, tell us about Four Peaks. Take us home. Ooh, um, if you don't know about Four Peaks, I don't know what the hell you've been doing. Um, Where have you been? Because they're the best bear in Arizona. The best bear in the Southwest. Facts. That's a fact. You can get them outside of the state too. You can wait up Four Peaks um, too. Um, you can get them in any time zone. Not any time zone, but at least a few of them out here. Um, and you can get them at Chase Field. I don't know if you know this, but we're hosting our PHNX Diamondbacks takeover um every month uh next one's on the fifth right yeah the next September one's on the fifth come hang September out with 5th. us the tickets the are Rockies. available right now yeah you can get them right now we're gonna have a pregame meetup at the four peaks draft house or draft room um up in right field it's awesome if you haven't been up there it's a vibe and they have a full selection of four peaks beers so it's even better um 
So regardless of it, you're in the ballpark, at home, at the gas station, grocery shopping, check out Four Peaks. Um, and make sure you follow them at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. But you must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. And please drink responsibly. And check out, check out our new shirt, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, we got a new Diamondback shirt. You yeah. shit me? This shit is fire. Fire. I love it. The it's teal outline on the bat yeah. or on the snake is dope. It's, I mean, we got a lot of, of snakes wrapped around things, and this is the best version of it. I'm going to just say that. Um, it's definitely one of my favorite shirts we've ever released, so go check it out. It's available in the PHNX locker right now. Get it while the D-backs are still hot, and you can wear this thing with pride and not with a paper bag over your head. Also, <laughs> if you are a diehard, you always get 20% off merch in the locker at all times, always. So if you want 20% off the shirt, you can sign up to be a diehard or you can get it for free when you sign up to be a diehard because True. when you first sign up for your very first time, you get a free shirt or a hat of your choosing. So head on over to gophnx.com and sign up to be a diehard or go to phnxlocker.com and grab that shirt while you can. Any fun plans this weekend? Show on. Um, uh, maybe. Uh, maybe go to the game tonight. Maybe go to dinner tomorrow. Sean and I are going to throw ass in Old Town tomorrow night. Whoa. Are we? No. Oh. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Ruh-ro, Raggy. Ruh-ro, Raggy. I will be driving down to Tucson. So Ooh. hello to all my Tucson people. I will be seeing you this weekend. You were just there, weren't you? I was. I'll be there in the next two weekends in a row. Tucson girl and Michaela Perkins. We hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Jack Smith, get off my... <laughs> shut up. I already talked about the fact that I still have self-tanner on. I didn't have time to... <laughs> to wash it off and also my arms aren't hairy like bye um i am orange though and i already talked about it you missed it so thanks for being rude for no reason um anyways sorry i saw that i just had to say something no i don't blame you um anyways i hope you all have a wonderful weekend thank you guys for being so awesome in the chat except for jack smith i hope you have a terrible weekend and your pillow's hot and you can never get in a door and you always forget your keys never get in a door what is that that's like such a like the door's always locked oh okay or or if you do get in a door your belt loop gets caught on the door yeah or you just—I just thought you were being like wet. you're not allowed you step to in a use. Oh, I hope socks. You, yeah, yeah. I hope your socks get wet, but not to the point where you get sick from be, your socks being wet, because that could be really dangerous. I hope you step in dog poop, but like in Ooh, crops. Fun fact of the day: so Can, I, can I do a fun fact of the day? Sure, why not? Uh, trivia question: uh, TPSP. Why do your feet prune when you're wet? You, your skin's tight. Does the skin expand? No, it's it's actually a it's it's a like a drainage thing. It's not a physical response, it's like a mental response to make your feet grippier. Mm. Oh you're what? So that's why your fingers do it too? The more you know. I don't They're know like about your fingers. Because you can walk. Yeah. It's like my grippy socks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your hospital socks? <laughs> my grippy socks. The your socks that have socks. grips on the bottom? Yeah, like the socks we got socks. from yeah. uh uh Sky Zone. Yes, those Hospital two. Sucks. Thank you guys so much. We, I'm sorry. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. The chat was popping today. Everyone that tuned in, thank you. Thunder, LFG, Charles, Jose, Daniel, and Chris for being in studio. Elizabeth, I can't read that fast, but Jan Paul Edward de Dios. There you go. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, Robert, everyone else. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. And don't forget, we'll be live again next Friday at 1230. Bye, everybody.